0: Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Talk. Last week, the government published its latest AI strategy, including investment in talent and the need for proper regulation. But what about companies? What should they do to ensure that their staff aren't using AI to write reports, design logos or even interact directly with customers? The Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development wants to set out rules of the road for HR managers to ensure that workers know what is expected of them. Mary Connaughton is the director of the CIPD and is on the line. Good morning, Mary.
1: Good morning, Joe. How are you?
0: I'm not too bad, Mary. On this Monday morning, AI is definitely going to uh, shake up the workplace. Give us examples of where it might be used right now and and which could do away with plenty of tasks and potentially even jobs?
1: Um, Well, Joe, we, we see from my research that the main areas that are using it tend to be things in areas like marketing in terms of trying to um, personalized communications out to people in terms of looking at customer trends, in terms of summarizing reports. And um, the AI that we're all talking about at the moment is generative uh, generative AI, and it's a large language model. So it's all about language and the use of words. So hence, we see it in reports in summaries, in writing nice letters. So, and the thing about it is, It's a tool that everyone can access. So each of us as an individual can go and log on and get access to it. And that means that there's no organisations controls in place. And that's a big gap for many organisations because it means they may not know how and where it's being used. Indeed. And
0: isn't that the problem? Because employers might not be able to know whether their staff had used AI to to do a marketing report, as you suggest.
1: And that's correct. And that's why it's more important for them to produce the rules and put out a roadmap about what they want to happen in their own organisation. So they need to inform employees based on what their culture is, the jobs where they think it could be used and how they want to see it used. And that's what they need to be talking about to their employees.
0: Mm. So you've set out some rules of the road. Tell us about them.
1: Okay, so. Um, First of all, looking at what does your organisation need to say in a policy, what you see as being the benefits of AI, where do you think it can be used appropriately, how it might be deployed differently in different roles, and also to talk about the need for compliance. It's also important to emphasise in a policy that AI is not to replace human decision making. It's really a tool to age judgment, you know, alongside the personal um, expertise and judgment. And also that it needs to be transparent. So employees need to say when and where they're using it. And in general, what we're seeing is people are saying you might use it as part of your research or drafting, but it should never write the final product, that all final content has to be tailored to particular circumstances. Mm. And then the other issue is bias. There's a real risk of of bias because a lot of the language out there might have traditional um, male and female treated differently. And now um, corporate correspondence has to be very non-discriminatory and and the risk of bias from AI is quite strong. Well that's so interesting. Uh, that's
0: interesting. Are you telling me that the computer as in the artificial intelligence seems to put women into certain boxes and men into certain boxes and and that wouldn't be fair of course.
1: That is a risk because what it's doing is it's pulling on all the historical information that's out there and that bias might be already in the data and similar about racial biases. So there's a real risk that that bias is in the data. And the thing is, as a front end user, you don't know what bias is in it and you don't know what language models are in it. So hence, it all needs to be validated to make sure there isn't any unfairness. Um, creeping into either the language frame or the way data is used and um, because employers are responsible to make sure discrimination is minimised.
0: Yeah, now some of, the, some of the companies that are in the technology sector will be uh, you know, all over this uh, new change and the AI, etc. But some companies in more traditional sectors might not be. And do, do your rules of the road and recommendations, would they apply to those industries that may have only a minimal amount of technology in their workplace?
1: Absolutely. To put in a, a, a short policy to say how you want to see it used in your organisation would really be valuable because it tells employees in certain circumstances you can use it or if you do use it, you have to validate it, you have to check it, it's only to be used at draft, it shouldn't be used directly for com- consumer And. Um, Um, correspondence. But the other thing is then there's a data security risk and employees need to be told, like if you put some information about the organisation into it, that information now has gone into a sort of an open source um, coding system. So you no longer have privacy. So there's real data risks and privacy risks that have to be watched. um, And also who owns the output. So you can't necessarily lay claim for it if it has come from um, an external AI system. So even if you're a small Um, company, some rules are helpful. But we are seeing some of the larger tech companies have banned it because they can't manage those boundaries properly and that they're not sure about it. So there are examples of tech companies who have said, right now we're not using it. Um, But I think we will see that kind of change when they're able to buy more sophisticated versions and put their own corporate boundaries around it. And like Microsoft is going to bring out um, some already has it sort of in beta testing. And if that fits in with the corporate use of Microsoft, that could actually give it a a real big um, boost in terms of usage because it'll be behind cybersecurity boundaries.
0: Um, In reality, Ireland can't do much on its own. It needs to be, you know, across a, a number of countries. The EU is going to be the platform for Ireland or potentially even the UN.
1: Uh, yes, well, certainly the EU are very active in it and they have an AI Act coming through and um, the Irish government is trying to influence that. And this is likely to be one of the tighter sets of rules that come out um, because other, organis- other large organisations are talking about bringing in um, legislation around it. And this could be quite tight in terms of how it can be used. And this will be targeted at what the um, the developers do and then how it gets deployed in large organisations. That'll be the focus of it. But in many ways, it's probably good to put some rules in place at this point in time, because there's a fear that future generations of AI will actually be self-learning and they'll be the ones that will be more powerful and even harder to control. So we do need a rule set at this point in time.
0: Mary, thank you so much for your time. That's Mary Connington, the Director of the Chartered Institute of Personnel and Development. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk.